Hey, you awesome nerds. Welcome back to Pitch Slapped, the fan-made pitch perfect podcast where we literally like to cover anything to do with pitch perfect. I mean anything. It could go in some weird and wonderful ways. My name is Kaylee Hillier and today on the podcast is one example of a weird place that we can go with pitch perfect as a theme. A few months ago, I put out the question... If the Bellas were fruit, which fruits would they be? And the response did not disappoint. So I knew I needed to do an episode about it. We've got that coming up, as well as some fan fiction highlights. This week includes a little bit of skydiving, a bookstore meet cute, and a really deep story about colours. Let's get into it. <coughs> Starting off with our actor news, this week Alexis Knapp was on the podcast Popternative, where she talked about Phobias, the new film just came out with her and Hannah May Lee in it. She also spoke a little bit about Pitch Perfect and Project X, as well as some other things as well, kind of going into a deep dive of some of the things that she's been working on. Rebel Wilson launched Pooch Perfect in the US on ABC and in preparation for the series launch she also shared on her Instagram stories and stuff little background information about her own journey when she was growing up involved in dog showing so this isn't new to uh, Rebel Wilson apparently she is a fourth generation dog shower I didn't even know that was a thing but apparently it is and uh, she had some like medals and stuff from her time being a dog shower. So now she's doing Pooch Perfect. And in other news with Rebel Wilson, she also announced that she is currently in London. We've been seeing some photos of her in and around the capital. She announced that she's taking a break because she's focusing on a new project. She's over here right now working on something new. Maybe it's one of the uh, film projects that she's got in the works watch this space elsewhere we got news that Anna Camp will star in the indie comedy Bob and Amy she'll be starring alongside Joseph Mazzello and according to the website Deadline it's going to be about a music critic called Bob who is out of a job and trying to wrangle the animals his wife Amy has accumulated so it sounds like an interesting idea and I'm excited to see Anna Camp in a comedy. In other news with Anna Camp, if you are on her Instagram, you would have seen her do a little ad for Secret Deodorant, which is just awesome. I mean, it's a little bit bizarre, but also just so funny to watch her kind of put this all together and it looked like she had quite a bit of fun making the ad on that. Ben Platt has been celebrating this last week as he celebrated the second anniversary of his album Sing To Me Instead. And we know that he is currently working on some new music so we can't wait for that. But what an awesome album. And it's great to see the success that he's had from that project two years on. Adam Devine has started shooting season two of The Righteous Gemstones. And you might remember, for Lula Borg, 
who is Peter in DSM. He is in the new Suicide Squad movie. They just released the trailer for the mature trailer. I don't even think there is a general audience trailer for this film. And if you didn't know, he is playing the character of Javelin in the film. So excited to see how all that comes together. There's an awful lot going on at the moment. So busy. And with all these new projects that they're working on, it means that we have so much to look forward to. Can't wait. Right, it's about time then that we get into Bellas and Fruit. So I suppose it's about time that we delve into the Bellas as Fruit. I didn't anticipate the reaction that we were going to get to this, but I'm so pleased by it that I was like, I have to do an episode. We, we probably knew this was going to come at some point, so I'm glad that we are now fulfilling this circle. The weird and wonderful world of Bellas and Fruit, let's get into it. Where to start with this particular topic? This is an interesting one. It turns out that when you get a bunch of Pitch Perfect fans together, we like to talk about Pitch Perfect, obviously. However, not only do you talk about maybe the movies and the actresses, and maybe you have your own opinions on how Aubrey Posen should be, or this specific scene in Pitch Perfect 1, but if you go on long enough, you can end up in some very bizarre situations and just having some very weird conversations, which I find myself in quite often because my brain just goes there. You know, even these types of things happen on the internet. The one conversation I see all the time is which Mario Kart player or the Bellas would play, which maybe we should do an episode on that one time. That would be good. Um, but I was having a midnight conversation. Well, I say midnight, it's probably about 2am with uh, Ridiculously Over-Obsessed. And we do end up just going to some weird places. I don't quite know how this happened, but we ended up uncovering this whole world of if the Bellas were fruit, which fruit would they be? And what started off as a, a conversation between about two people escalated to multiple people. We were, I posted it online to get your opinions and I was not prepared for the amount of people who had a response to this question. I loved it. And there were so many opinions. I was like, I need to do an episode about this. I like, I need to just take all these and talk about them with someone because this is so good. And it might just be about fruit, but I am all here for it. Yes. So I thought there was really only one person that could join me on this journey was the person that this whole conversation started with. So I've got ridiculously over-obsessed. G. Yes. <laughs> thanks for joining me on the podcast. Anytime. Anytime. And of course, you, you know are ridiculously over-obsessed on Tumblr. I am. And, and AO3? Yeah, and fanfiction.net, which I always forget. <laughs> Don't forget about that one. It's still there. It is. Yeah. <laughs> hanging on. It's hanging on. I don't even know quite how this happened, but we ended up getting onto the topic of if the Bellas were fruit. It started at 2am, which is how a lot of our stories seem to start these days. And I'm okay with that. Um, I think we'd watched one of the Pitch Perfect films. Maybe. I think that's how it started. And then you and I were left unattended in a voice chat, which is never a good idea. They've, I think they've learned that they should never do that. Yeah, please but don't leave us unattended. It still happens. This happens. 
and somehow we got from what if bananas were real which is definitely not what it's not meant how it sounded but it was kind of like but bananas are real we somehow ended up on the topic of red lances for about clotato so actually this isn't what, even do we want to go there now <laughs> i mean if we if we started at the beginning if okay. we started at the beginning <laughs> so we were talking about fruit and yes, then somehow. I uncovered the fact that, and maybe we need to just give this fic a bit of a highlight. It's not even a real fic. It's a it's a fic posted a on fic. Tumblr by okay. Red Lance. Okay. And if you've never seen this, I am happy to bring this back to the light of day so that she's, it never goes away. She's gonna hate us for this. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm just gonna put this up now. I am really sorry, Red Lance, for bringing this back out we apologize. From, uh, from where you buried it, but we're gonna do it right now. Yeah. There is a small ficlet that Red Lance wrote. Let's have a look. Where and when's the date? 2017. This was posted on August the 25th, Amazing. 2017. And I found this when I was doing the Dark Side of Chloe Beale episode for some reason. I don't even know how <laughs> I found it. And I brought this up because I was like, how do other people not know about the brilliantness of Clotato? I did so, not. And I am very happy you introduced me to it. <laughs> This ficlet is called It Must Be Spud, Spud, Spud. And it centers around Chloe finding this potato in the supermarket <laughs> of the grocery store that looks like John Stamos. <laughs> she falls in love with John Stamos, the potato. I won't give too much else away, but Becca gets involved and uh, has to put her It's foot amazing. Down. Yeah. <laughs> it's the best thing I've ever read in my entire life. And the hashtag for this fic is this whole idea of Clotato, which if you dig around, there's more little responses to Clotato on Tumblr. But the whole idea of so Clotato was born. And... Introducing this to new people was just, it's always a joy to see their expression or to just get their response when they discover <laughs> Clotato. Yeah, you people, me, <laughs> at, three, at two in the morning when I'm like semi-sleep deprived, like, it's fine. Well, I did, I've shared this to a number of people and, and some people are like, this is amazing. And then other people are like, why? Why did you do this to me? <laughs> because it's excellent and it needs to be shared with the world. That's why. I think so. I think so. I mean, I, I'm sorry, Red Lance. Experimentation or, or Clotato. <laughs> Ooh, Clotato. Or, that's, a, that's, a, that's a tough choice. So the idea of, of Chloe being a potato was, uh, you know, this whole this whole world of, of the Bellas becoming food or whatever. Right. I mean, I mean, it started the off with a, with a John Stamos potato, but then just escalated from yes. this point, from a conversation about fruit. Oh dear. How we got from Pitch Perfect to, can bananas split themselves to, what if the Bellas were fruit? I, I have no idea. I stopped yeah. trying to figure it out. I remember I, asking the question, but then you had the audacity to actually ask people, <laughs> which... <laughs> You were the one that introduced it to the internet. Do not put this on me. I, I love it, though. I will do that. I mean, this is why we made Pitch Slapped for these types of yes. conversations. Important conversations. We go deep into the Pitch Perfect fandom. So we ended up talking about if the Bellas were fruit. I feel like we need to kind of delve into this. We've now uncovered this. I will put a link to Clotato somewhere. So if you ever want to yes. check it out, please do, because it's awesome. And... Uh, Oh, John Stamos, the potato, I'm all here for. 
just led us into this idea of the Bellas being fruit. What are your initial thoughts on that? We kind of got quite deep with some of this. Some of the initial thoughts that we had as we were talking and some of the other people that we asked, if the Bellas would fruit, what would they be? Becca. The initial reaction to Becca was that Becca was a pineapple. Yeah, prickly on the outside, but sweet on the inside, which, you know what, I'm here for. A lot of people do think Becca is a pineapple. Poor I like that definition, Becca. though, of being prickly on the outside and sweet on the inside. Yeah, well, it she does... is. She's all sweet for her family, but everybody else is like, nah, <laughs> leave me alone. I, I have an issue with that, though, because I'm like, Becca's so small and pineapples are like one that of the biggest true. fruits. That, they are huge. They, they are huge. <laughs> but there's not like a necessarily small prickly fruit that you could Kiwi? go for. <laughs> They're kind of weird on the outside. Weird on the outside. <laughs> well, they, I don't know how to describe it. They're like, they're not quite prickly, but they're not quite furry. They're kind furry. of that weird in between thing. Yeah. Weird furry like fruit. <laughs> I, I will premise this with saying the fact that I, we, we're making an episode about fruit and I'm not a big fruit eater is uh, impressive. Well, me neither. It's hilarious. <laughs> So yeah, a lot of people, Beck is the pineapple. I mean, yeah. is it the hair? I mean, to be fair, if we look at Anna Kendrick's recent hair. look at the Kids' Choice Awards, a little bit pineapple-esque. <laughs> there we go, we can blame Anna Kendrick for it. She's channeling Princess hair. Poppy yes. and, and that whole updo. So it could be a thing. Another one was Chloe is a mango. I think it's the orange thing. Like, I, I, I cannot stand mango. Like, I really can't. I don't know what it is. I just, I can't eat it. It makes me uncomfortable. I can't. Just, no. What uh, is it about mangoes? Because a lot of people did associate Chloe with mango. They grow in sunny places. So it's the oh. whole sunshine thing with Chloe. Maybe. They are orange on the inside. So, you know, there's a whole hair thing. Um, <laughs> it's true. <laughs> they're kind of tropical and a bit fruity. And it's the ones you can find in cocktails and... Oh like, yeah, yeah. I always forget they're in cocktails because make people happy. mango. People, people find mangoes apparently a happy fruit. Yeah, no. I personally don't, but that's just a personal preference. So, what would you put Chloe as? See, I feel like Chloe would be something really sweet because she is, and I mean, like that. You know, those fruits are like like nauseatingly sweet. It's like I could eat a chocolate dessert, and that would not be as sweet as this. Those are uh, those little oranges, the clementine ones, the ones that are really sweet. Oh yeah. So maybe one of those. Oh, are you saying then that Chloe could be sickly? Like she could be too sweet. Yeah, it's Chloe. Like she's got this. Like I love her. Don't get me wrong. This is not me disrespecting Chloe Beale. I do love her, but she's got like this nauseatingly sweet quality to her because it balances out Becca and the whole grumpy thing. And like sometimes it's like Chloe, honey, chill. Like just, just, just breathe for a minute. It's it's fine. I could see that. I could see that. It is uh, unless you're Becca, who is the only person that just kind of she'll allow to be like that with. I am surprised that she doesn't find Chloe overwhelming. Maybe sometimes in everything that's going on. She loves it. <laughs> Which is interesting because Chloe B or on Tumblr suggested that Aubrey is the orange but yeah. one who is super hard to peel but when you peel it it's juicy 
Yeah, see, I love that. I love the, that. The whole analogy of that. Yeah. No, it's re- yeah, I like that idea. The fact that like Aubrey's like really hard to get into, but like once you're in, it's like, yay, this was worth it. <laughs> no, like those I ones can... that you know they've been on the table too long, you try and peel the orange and then on the inside it's all dry and it's like, well, why have I just got through all this for that? <laughs> if you think about Aubrey Posen, by the end of Pitch Perfect One, I mean you love her. She's yeah. just she's she's like she's got a big heart as well so she doesn't just she's not just hard to get into or hard to convince there's a big heart there as well yeah there's a lot of uh stacy being a banana (laughs) state that was like (laughs) genuinely the consensus was that stacy was the banana everyone agrees on stacy's a banana and i'm just like yeah right that that was like no question about that one that was quite surprising Everyone's just like, yeah, okay, moving on. But I'm just like, all right. I mean, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Lily. See, I always thought she'd be one of those weird ones. You know, like those um, those dragon fruit ones, the ones mm-hmm. that are like, they look really mad on the outside, but they're supposed to be like nice. I, I, I but that's the thing ones, about but, um, Lily is like, you, you, you're not quite sure about Lily. Yeah. Lily, you can't really gauge her because... Number one, she didn't talk that much, but also oh, yeah. like she's quite deadpan in the face, and then she'll just come yeah. out with these statements as if it's like, okay, well, yeah. Um, but she has got a big heart underneath all Absolutely. of that. Absolutely. I mean, she's got her bellas. Yeah, exactly. She so. looks after her bellas. I like that dragon fruit. Yeah, they look yeah. weird on the outside, and then everyone raves about them, and you just kind of like, yeah, but look at it. That doesn't look edible. But then when you get deeper, yeah, you really see the greatness that is yes. Lily. Yeah. Oh, Jessica and Ashley. See, the thing, I always like the idea of Jessica and Ashley like twinning fruits or like vegetables or whatever. I really, really like that. It's that yes. sort of like the synonymous with each other. I love that. Twinning fruits. Let's yes. have twinning fruits. Twinning fruits. Yes. Wh- which fruits? That is the is question. The I mean, one, one that we came up with. Chloe Beale said, uh, Jessica and Ashley are lychees because everyone forgets about them. Oh my God, yes. Yes. They're definitely like the forgettable fruits. All of those ones that people forget are fruits like cucumber. And it's just like... cucumber a fruit? Yes, because the seeds are on the inside. Okay, let's thought, like, please don't do this to me now. We already, (laughs) like, you already blew my mind about strawberries not being a fruit. Dear. It's always happened. Yep. I don't even know what I see. I can't look at strawberries in the same way again. Anyway, <laughs> ruin um, strawberries for you. I don't know if I can accept cucumbers being a fruit. <laughs> they go with salads, and I'm like, so do tomatoes, but they're also a fruit. Oh dear. But you wouldn't put them in a fruit salad. Well, no, that's weird. <laughs> why? Why would you? No. Why would you do this to me? say i mean yeah jessica and ashley it is going to be one of those like you said it's one that gets forgotten or yeah. two i mean they're, they're like each side of a coin aren't they jessica yeah. and ashley so i mean everyone forgets that watermelon is a thing and i don't understand why people like it because it literally just tastes like water like what is the point but yeah it's that kind of like those ones that people always forget are a thing but the people that do remember that they are a thing absolutely love them yeah that's a tough one that's a tough one Okay, what about Emily? Sweet See, Emily. I, sweet, sweet, unassuming Emily Junk. See, I like the idea of Emily being like a mango, that sort of like bright, sunshiny, like Caribbean-esque go with the flow. 
she's got this endearing earnestness emily yes. always comes there with she's where chloe is bright you've got emily who is just the earnest one like she really yes. wants to do well and i Love i can that. almost see that with something like a mango because yeah, like you never quite know with tries. like it really wants to be your favorite like everybody yeah. loves a mango but you don't know how good the mango is until you get it home and you open it and you eat it like <laughs> yes i love that i believe mango that you don't know whether it's ripe enough yeah incredible said emily is either a star fruit or a strawberry yeah, because I like strawberries because they're little. Well, not that Emily Junkie's little, but that she's so tall. That's the only problem with strawberry. It's yeah, like, it's, it's, the yeah. <laughs> it's the height thing. Yeah, the pineapple. <laughs> Emily's a strawberry. Amazing. It's almost like like fruit salads and things like that. I think are weird if they don't have strawberries in. Like, let's it feels like a staple. That one thing that doesn't quite work without the the strawberry there just to like perk everyone up. Says the two people that don't do fruit yeah <laughs> so we're gonna put our opinion on fruit salad. i've not made a fruit salad since i was 11 it's fine I but i think you're fruit. right like strawberries is like a staple happy fruit one of my fruits that i'm happy to eat is a strawberry yeah absolutely I'm yeah absolutely same who else have we got some I of the don't know enough fruit <laughs> i know I'm like, <laughs> my limited knowledge of fruits that i don't eat Damn it. <laughs> so, uh, all said cr is a grapefruit Oh yeah, sort of like that. Um, I don't see the point in a grapefruit. I don't understand. Are the, you saying that you don't see the point of CR? No, 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 no. Rude. That's not what I'm saying. Hang on, <laughs> do not twist my words. How dare you? <laughs> it was just, a, it was just a random like. My brain was just like mm, grapefruit, and I was like, yeah, I know, but shush. It feels like if these were like functioning, breathing things rather than just inanimate fruit, grapefruit would be the sassy one. Oh, okay, it definitely fits CR. Like grapefruit yeah. is that one that you just like absolutely not and you're just like i wouldn't cross it but i still like it <laughs> i like that i like that green-eyed weirdo said cr is something smooth like a peach oh yeah peach is also quite a big one that we haven't thought of yet yeah i forgot the peaches were a thing but yes yeah peaches peaches see now let's change my answer on emily drunk emily drunk would be a peach so it's that sweet sort of Oh, interesting. Fruit. Does that mean you're going to keep CR as a grapefruit and then have Emily I, as a yeah, peach? Yeah, I kind of I kind of like Emily as a peach. Emily Emily the peach. Emily the peach. That's adorable. <laughs> See, I'm definitely going to have to draw these. We're, we're, we're entering dangerous territory here. Well, well, the rest of my weekend planned out. Watch this space. I mean, you know, we're going to do an episode and you're going to provide pictorial drawings of Look, we've got fruit. We'll, we'll do the fruit basket too it'll be fine the fr bella's fruit salad here we go yeah. oh, if amy was a fruit amy was a fruit she's definitely one of those like polarizing fruits she really is like it's i also think she'd be quite party like she's oh yeah like a big heart of the bellas so like a good hearty fruit Unless she would be like your watermelon, where you know some people love melon, mm. some people hate melon, but it's like it is a staple of of like a fruit salad or something. Having yeah. melon in there, like it, people like to shove vodka in it at a party, and yeah, maybe which a melon I, feels very Amy actually. Yeah, <laughs> the more I think about this, the more <laughs> Amy is coming out. Yeah, it's she, yeah, she is just a good hearty fruit. Like you can get a lot out of a melon. Yes, amazing. <laughs> 
get a lot out of a melon is today's hot take <laughs> there you go quote of the day you can get a lot out of a melon there you go, there we go. and it came from you brilliant yeah so then flow is one that we haven't done I always have like a little list of bellas when we're doing this sort of thing. Yeah. I'm like, I always miss one. I really, I, yeah, I always get terrified and gonna miss one. Um, flow, guava, mm. or something secretive like lemon. Lemon for flow. Yeah, that sort of like goes great with everything and everyone. Like she, she always fits in somewhere. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm projecting too much into Chrissy fit, but like she always fits. <laughs> <laughs> I might be. Oh, but like she's always that one that like you turn to for a bit of like energy and excitement and always has something to like contribute. Like I think the Bella's in like two and three, like they don't quite work if Flo's not there. Like she brings that her that, own dynamic. That's so sweet. That's like the best definition of being a lemon, I think yes. I've ever heard. That is so good. Thank you. That works so well as well because initially I was like, lemons are really sour. Does that work for flow? But mm. like, like, like you said, lemons go with like people put it in like main dishes yep. or desserts as well. And then like drinks. you have the added bit of it being, you know, used in alcoholic drinks or whatever. So like it can, it goes for any type of situation. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I love you it. Always use a lemon. Yeah, flow is a lemon. Gosh, that is good. That is good. That is one brain. I like how we've, we kind of got quite <laughs> philosophical about this whole situation. It's great. Stupid degree's got to come in worth it for something, hasn't it? <laughs> I think so. I think so. That was just from our initial conversation was just these ideas of Bella's as fruits. Oh, dear. I love the fact that everybody has an opinion on this. So... I took I this whole premise and then shot it out into the internet to get other people's opinions on Bella's as fruits. Yes. Would you like to hear what other people thought? Of course thought? I would. Of course okay. I would. Teresa on Twitter said, Becca as a pineapple, mm-hmm. Chloe's a strawberry, Aubrey's an orange, mm. Fat Amy is an avocado, Ciara's yeah. a lemon. Yeah, okay. Flo... I think that's a mango. It's a, it's these are emojis. So I think it's a mango. Lily as a coconut. Yeah. Emily as an apple. Jessica and Ashley as grapes. And Stacy as a banana. What? Well, yeah, <laughs> Stacy's a banana. <laughs> Again, Stacy's a banana. I'm very pleased with this. <laughs> I kind of like the grape thing actually. I don't know why that hadn't occurred to me. Kind of so like, you also you know, have there are two like different types of grapes. You could have green grapes yeah. and red grapes, and one could be each. Yeah, and so they're, they're, like, they're part of the bunch and they're always there, but you just don't necessarily notice them individually. Yes! Oh, that is so good. Oh, my there word. Go. You're coming it's out with all the, great, all the great lines today. I am actually quite liking the idea of Amy being an avocado. Yeah, she's like the Marmite of the, the Bellas, you either love her or hate her. Yeah. I feel like avocados are like that. Like, I cannot stand on avocado. I don't understand the point of them. They are green and slimy and why? But, like, my mum adores them, and I'm just like, this feels like a very polarising fruit. Like, why does it exist? <laughs> and to be fair, Fat Amy is quite the polarising Bella. Exactly. Yeah, People I mean... love her or hate her. Yeah, I, I really like that. I like that whole idea for Fat Amy. 
Chloe's a strawberry is a good one as well. Yeah, I like that. I do like that. Again, it's like that little perky one that you kind of love. <laughs> Plus, like, everybody seems to like strawberries. It's, it's, exactly. They bring happiness, you know? Yes. Everyone likes a strawberry. Yeah, they go with a lot of stuff. The strawberry yogurts and yes. flavoured things. I mean, I will say, don't like strawberry flavoured things. I don't know what it is. Love a strawberry, oh, well. can't stand strawberry flavoured things. I'm just weird. I accept Sorry, that everyone else likes it. <laughs> Also, it's red. So you've got the red hair, red, exactly. you know, it, it works in a lot of ways. I think with Chloe being a strawberry, it's just the whole idea of that they just bring happiness. Like they are quite yeah. a happy fruit. Yeah, exactly. Everyone loves a strawberry and they're like they're sort of heart shaped. Oh, that's well, true. Which works so well for, for Chloe oh, and her Chloe. entire personality. Yeah. Again, it's Aubrey is an orange. Orange Aubrey seems to be quite popular. Yeah, I think I think it's the idea of like being able to like peel back the intensity, shall we say, <laughs> and like finding like the fact that she's you know she's this really sweet, loyal person with a big heart. Once you peel back all the Aubrey, yeah. Oh, Aubrey. The other one I just wanted to bring up from this list was Lily as a coconut. Yeah, I do like that. I, again, I'd forgotten coconuts were fruit. <laughs> I always forget. Yeah, coconuts are a thing that like people put in everything, but you never really notice it's there. But when you do notice it's there, it's often like the thing that brings everything together. Also, I think the coconut analogy is good because if you think about Lily, there's this really hard shell around it mm. that is a bit weird. I mean, it's furry and like who knows exactly what's going on with the coconut. Or you get the coconuts, which are like ginormous. So yeah. you're never quite sure what's going on. It's not until you get inside that you find all the good stuff in the coconut. Yes. yes. And also you could kill a man with a coconut and Lily has definitely killed a man. That is true. <laughs> Li- yeah, well, Lily's found a dead body, so... Exactly, and she did a tour of so... <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going deep, deep in this one. Okay, the next person who shared some stuff on Twitter was Lindsay, but I actually messaged Lindsay and she gave me a whole explanation nice. for all of her choices. I, I really wanted to kind of delve into these because it was so good and it just shows like people really think about this when yes. we talk about it. So the Bellas as fruit, Jessica and Ashley are both apples because they come as a pair and they're opposites and yes, the same. So like you have a green apple and a red apple. Yeah. I like that. I love that. That's so cute. I know. Oh my God, also, apples. <laughs> I like that as well because apples are quite a staple fruit. And Jessica yeah. and Ashley are like staples in the Bellas. Exactly. And not to be mean to Jessica and Ashley in any way, but they have kind of in the series just being set as like, we are like the mainstream average yes. normal person you know they're they're both got very common surnames i mean they're almost from identical towns in the u.s according yes. to the passport so like Love there's that. just this whole idea of of just being slightly forgetful but also mainstream they're so i suppose commonplace that you can often just forget they're there but like they make the best things as well like apple crumble that's it yeah like exactly they make they're the, best they're the, the staples you need them there they provide so much exactly. but you often just forget that they're there. yeah Exactly. Okay. The next one was Aubrey as mm-hmm. an avocado. 
Seems like a superior fruit, sophisticated, not so basic, kind of sums up Aubrey, and it's different. Oh, I like that. Aubrey's a sophisticated fruit, does. Yeah. I do like do like that. Avocados are sophisticated. Um, I do like that a lot. So the thing is, I think with avocado, it is seen as like the posh fruit. It is. It's a little bit of the posh fruit. It's also the the, uh, the hipster, millennial hipster fruit, isn't it? If yeah, you're it gonna is. be like, you know, go to a fancy hipster cafe and you're gonna have avocado on toast, that would be like the thing. And I'm, I'm not necessarily saying that Aubrey would have be the avocado on toast type of person, but no, she would like probably Chloe. like elevate her. You know. Oh yeah. She's gotta be a little bit better than just the average cereal in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> love that for her so being an avocado could work for no i do like that okay again the kind of weird that everyone gets them that is true case in point aubrey posen there we go yeah okay the next one a little bit different okay and is this the first person to give becca a different fruit than a pineapple becca as a banana number one she'd find it funny yeah. Number two, it's an innuendo fruit. And number three, which is my favourite explanation for this, she has the walls built up that you have to peel away. I love that. I Isn't absolutely that amazing? love that. That is the best thing I've ever heard. Yes, I love that. Oh my, yeah. As much as I can appreciate the whole like prickly outside of the pineapple. Yeah. Which are also difficult to get into. Like yes. it's like a whole day's work is to get into a pineapple for very little payoff. I, I tried it once and I gave up. I was like, no. Don't. Just get <laughs> pineapple chunks in a tin. It's just just easier. You want pineapple that bad. But the whole idea that like with Becky, you do have to spend the time peeling away the layers to yes. get oh i love that and sometimes it's a pain to like get like bananas are hard (laughs) they're really difficult to get into and i know i don't have any nails because i chew them (laughs) i don't have any nails because i chew them off so like me just trying to get into a banana like i just why why yeah and then if you like this see the thing is if you if you don't get into a banana properly then it gets all mushy and it's not nice like yeah it bruises easily are we saying that Becca bruises easily? I, I'm saying that Becca puts up a tough front, but I, I like you that she gets hurt easily. I I could see that. I could see that. Oh, that is a, that is a deep uh, analogy <laughs> for Becca Mitchell. That is very true, though. I mean, when she gets a knockback, it's, it's a tough one. Yeah, it is. Yeah, poor Becca. <laughs> no, I feel bad. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Chloe as a cherry... Mm. because it's cheerful sweet full of flavor distinguished and popular yeah how did we forget cherries were a thing i don't know i I, i'm loving the fact that everybody else has clearly thought about this and actually has different fruit yeah Yeah. can i also just say i mean i don't know why i thought of this about cherries but it sprung into my head because you know, it's a whole thing of if you can tie a cherry stem with your yes. teeth or like, yeah, in oh your mouth. God. I could see that being a party trick that Chloe might know. Absolutely. Or Stacey. Yeah, okay. Chloe or Stacey would be able to do that. 
Somebody write the thing it. we do in a chain, like Stacey's oh. they're having a one-upmanship. Chloe's like, look, I can do this. And Stacey's like, honey. <laughs> Let me show you chain. how it's done. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> write that thing. Like, I don't know what's happening. Yeah. But don't give me more thick ideas. Every time we have a conversation, you give me more ideas. I swear. I'm going to just put it out there into the per- pitch perfect sphere. Chloe and Stacey having a cherry <laughs> Stone-tying contest. Oh, no. Cherry tying. Becca just like, I don't know how to process any of this. (laughs) That was a surprising one I didn't think Mm. about for Chloe. Yeah. No, I like the... It's also a little bit like, it's got a little bit of a punch to a cherry, hasn't it? Yeah. As well, which... I think we can all agree Chloe does have a... She's sweet. A little bit fruity. (laughs) We are talking about fruit. Which I was going to say, like, I knew you were going to do that to me. But they are, they're a little bit fruity, you know. Um, but they also have that like little sourness that yeah. kind of kick in on the other yeah. side. Okay. It's that kind of like you don't really quite know what you're getting with a cherry. Yeah. CR as a lemon because yes. they're cool, totally chill, and different. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing with CR. She's just so laid back and chill and you know Exactly. You just need that. And also like you mentioned before, it goes with a lot of things. Mm. And I think with CR she's able to bring her personality and what she does to a lot of things and just add that little bit extra. It's that little thing that just makes it just yeah. one level up than where it was before. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's that twist that gives the balance as well. Okay. Emily because is a strawberry because she's cute as heck, popular, yeah. sweet, and there's a wide range available referring to her talent. That's adorable. I love that. There's a wide range available. Oh, <laughs> she does have all these little talents. She does. We love. I don't think being tall is a talent, but if it was, it should be winning. I love that. She is adorable as well, though. Like, that's the thing with Emily. Just like, she's just so cute. Yeah, she has to be a fruit that is quite popularly liked. Yeah, absolutely. She she is. And, and I think also the thing with something like a strawberry, it goes with a lot of stuff. Like, yes, Emily does seem to be able to kind of bring her personality and bring that encouragement to people when they're down. And I think strawberries are very good at doing that as well. Yeah. They go with a lot of things. You can dip them in chocolate. It tastes great. Yes. And just make people feel a little bit better. Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. I love that. That's really cute. Yay. <laughs> For Amy. <laughs> we did it. Yes. As a cucumber. Because it's an okay. innuendo fruit. Yeah. She'd make inappropriate jokes. Mm-hmm. She'd enjoy poking Becca to annoy her. And she's into martial arts stuff like chopping. <laughs> I love that. That's amazing. <laughs> so good i love that i love the fact that Lindsay on twitter genuinely thought about their personalities and how they would fit yes with like just taking aspects like amy you know with the nunchucks and being able to do all the things like that happens in the movie so like it applies here to these fruits yes me just mentally picturing a nunchucking cucumber and being like i want to draw it (laughs) Also, another thick idea, Amy annoying Becca with a cucumber oh poking God, her yes. all the time. <laughs> like he's coming and finding this cucumber at home and she's just like, will you just 
Yeah, I love it. It is fantastic. Okay, next one. Flow as a coconut. Okay, so she so Lindsay says she wasn't sure about flow. It's hard on the outside and soft on the inside. Maybe a baby coconut because she's so small. Um, and she's a whirlwind. So because she falls on trees onto people's heads. Yes. Baby oh. coconut. That's so cute. <laughs> Dying baby coconut. <laughs> we got to the same analogy of the whole like Lily could kill you. Like that that's why a coconut would work. Yeah. And that definitely applies to flow too. Yeah. Could kill you in the right circumstances. Yeah, definitely like flow. I feel like she's had to defend herself in her life. Absolutely. That she probably could kill you in ways that you wouldn't even know. Yes. Love yeah. that for her. Lily as a tomato, because she's different, it's the quiet fruit, hidden away in places, and love or hate kind of thing. Yes, I love that. It's like the unassuming fruit. The unassuming fruit. Yeah, she's just there in the background, like, observing yeah. everything. Yes. She'll make things taste better, but you don't really know she's there. <laughs> she isn't everything and yet nothing. Yeah, yeah. Love it. And last one, with Stacy, mm -hmm. an aubergine. It's not a fruit, though. It's a vegetable. Is it? <laughs> is, it? Oh, is it? Is this another one of those ones that we th we just assume? I don't know, because I'm thought that aubergine. cucumbers were vegetables, <laughs> but apparently not. I'm sorry. Um, but, but she says, does this really need explaining? It's an innuendo fruit. She'd make inappropriate <laughs> jokes and she's leggy because she's a long fruit, kind of. Yes. I mean, really if it now. is a fruit, that would probably win hands down. But I don't I don't know. Is it is an aubergine a fruit? I don't, I don't eat them, so I've no idea they are gross. I don't think they have seeds in them, so I think it's a vegetable. Do we need to I Google no this? Idea. Is an aubergine a fruit? Here we go. Okay. <laughs> it's the excitement, the tension. Oh, also, I just need to clarify. We're talking about an aubergine, but apparently that's not how you say it in the states. It's an no, eggplant, it's eggplant in the states. But we're talking about the same thing. Yes. Okay. Just to clarify, aubergine, eggplant, eggplant. the same. So according to Google, because we we love a good Google, Google fact. While generally thought as a vegetable, eggplant is actually a fruit. Oh! That has blown yeah. my mind! This has oh blown my, my mind! <laughs> it's like the strawberry thing all over again. And... Gosh, I feel like, like we're learning things today on the podcast. This yes. is becoming educational. <laughs> there we can see that there was a point to doing this podcast. What did you learn from today's episode? Aubergines are apparently fruit. What the heck is a vegetable then? Like, are there anything that's actually a vegetable? I have been like to my whole life, is anything ever a vegetable? Gosh. Because the way I was taught in school is that things that have seeds on the inside are fruit. Things that don't have seeds in them or have seeds on the outside sometimes are vegetables. It's so, like carrots don't have any seeds in them. So therefore this, they're a this is where we had an issue about strawberries because you yeah, know we did strawberries aren't you a fruit a, and i was like <laughs> what <laughs> you had a crisis at two in the morning because i was like strawberries aren't technically a fruit and you were like what 
What is happening? The jury is still out on that one. <laughs> Nobody can seem to decide that on Google. So I'm 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 calling it a fruit. That's all I'm saying. I I genuinely can't believe that the aubergine or the eggplant is not a vegetable. That's so weird. Which means that if you take Stacy, yeah. Most people have placed her in as a banana. Would you go banana or eggplant aubergine? I'd go aubergine then. If aubergine's a fruit, it's obviously an aubergine. It would have to be Stacy's fruit. Stacy Jean, come on. (laughs) (laughs) That was amazing. Okay, the puns are strong with this one. This is uh, this is good. Can we just say for the podcast that G has been drawing Bella's as fruits and vegetables, and yeah. I love it. It is a <laughs> highlight of my week. And I have been very bored. So we did come up with a Bella's based fruit pun. Yes, we had the fruitellas. The fruitellas. I'm so pleased with myself. <gasps> love I it. It's a brand of sweets, or am I just? Imagining things. Is that not a brand of sweeties, the fruit, fruit tellers? Like, they look like starbursts. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> no, that I've said it. I feel like I've ripped somebody off. Well, oh, they are a brand of well, wait. Fruit dash teller. Yeah, fruit teller is Damn a it. brand of sweets in the UK. You know, you just like, I have an idea, and you're like, this doesn't feel original. <laughs> this actually already exists. <laughs> I mean, I'm having fruit tellers. We're doing it. We're doing it anyway. But the fruit tellers, I, I mean, it works for the Bellas. Exactly. Yeah, Bellas, uh, fruit salad, fruit tellers. It's not my fault there's no bee in fruit. <laughs> the Bellas fruit bowl. Yes. <laughs> but we have got veggie Bellas as yeah. an option. Vegetables. Vegetables. I love it. Vegetables. Yes. That, is, that is what it should be. Okay, so that was Twitter. Yes. I feel like it's really opened it up a little bit. Okay, so delving into Tumblr then, because we opened this up onto Tumblr and I don't even think Tumblr were prepared for what the conversation was going to be had. Oh dear, it was the next day as well, like people were like, they've let it die, thank God, and then like the next day it was like, oh God, why? (laughs) Why have you kept this going? It's like, because it's fun. See, I just genuinely thought people would just be like, oh, okay, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> but people genuinely had some really good thoughts on yes. Bella's as fruits and genuinely really thought about this. So I really wanted to share some people's thoughts from Tumblr about what the Bella's were as fruits because they were yes. so good. I didn't think that this would be as big or as popular as it was. I So I put a post up on Tumblr, but then I had some responses from that. I also had a number of anonymous things come through my inbox. So yes. one of the anonymous things was the Bellas would be a thing of fruit with chocolate on them since they're all different, but they work together so well. Oh, that I love that. Well done, Alan. That's, that's lovely. That's so cute. Just such an analogy. And yes. like... The idea Aww. that they just all come together and also just, I would love it had chocolate on it. I would yeah. be all here for I'd like eat them then. chocolate fruit. Great. Yes, I'd eat them then. Okay, so for our fruitellas mix, another anonymous that came in to Tumblr was Jessica is a cucumber and Ashley is an eggplant because people forget those are fruits too. See, I don't know that, that an aubergine was a fruit. How did we not know this? 
<laughs> I what don't know. But case what in point, they've just proven this right. <laughs> <laughs> We proved the right because we didn't know that either was a fruit at the start of this podcast. Yes. Gosh. Dear me. And now my world is turned upside down. We will never be the same. Gosh. Anonymous said Becca is a pineapple. Yeah. I mean, that is the general consensus is Becca is the pineapple. Which is cute. Like, I can see... Because you could have like the earmoth rusties on the on the leafy bits at the top. Oh my word, yes. Another anonymous said Becca is also a coconut. Yeah. Yeah, for I the mean, same reasons. Yeah. Hard shell. That is a very hard shell to crack. Yes, it is. And again, I do believe that Becca could kill a man. <laughs> oh, that's in the right circumstances. That is an interesting one, because as with my talk with Suit Up, yeah, I mean true. Chloe. Looks like oh, a cinnamon absolutely. roll, but could kill you. Okay, so the Beboos on Tumblr gave us their list. Yes. Becca as a Kiwi. Ooh. Which is what we talked about earlier. Yeah, we did, actually. Because she's small, like, yeah, small. Yeah, Yeah, little. Weird outside skin on that yes. one. But Chloe as a strawberry. Yeah. Aubrey as a coconut. Yeah, that works. Yeah, again, Interesting one for shell. Aubrey. Again, could kill a man. True. <laughs> Let's be fair. We've seen Aubrey with like a shotgun or whatever. Yeah, so I'd be nervous with that one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what type of gun it is in Pitch Perfect uh, 2. It's not a shotgun. All I know is but... that that's a mental... All I know is that that mental image lives red free in my brain. It's really hot. That's all I know. <laughs> Dear. <laughs> Moving on. Amy <laughs> as a mango. Yeah. Again, I feel like mangoes are kind of like Marmite. You either love them or you hate them. Flow as the pineapple. Ooh, interesting. It is more of the exotic fruit, you yeah. know, that yeah. I could see going well with, with flow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, that works. Again, why are all the little people the big fruit, though? This amuses me. That is true. Yeah, what is it? What is the it about people. the pineapple? <laughs> Maybe it's because the smaller people have to project, you know? They have to <laughs> project Pineapple's more. a small person energy, that's what it is. <laughs> small person energy. Um, CR as the avocado. Lily as a melon. Yeah. You never really know what you're getting with a melon. It depends what kind it is. Yeah. They can be sweet, they can be orange, they can be white, they can be yellow. You just really don't know what it is with a melon. Like, and there's a lot hidden inside. Yes. Yeah. Stacy as a cherry. Ooh. Yeah, I like that. Fits well with our whole tying a cherry stem with your teeth. I'm going to write that. That's so good. (laughs) Damn it. Emily as an orange. Jessica as a grapes. Yes. And Ashley as a watermelon. Yeah, again, it's a sort of like they kind of get forgotten about, but people that don't forget them love them. Yeah. I can see that. I can see that. Yeah. Completely different take. Yeah. On the whole thing. That's the amazing yeah. thing about it. I like that. Yeah. Watermelon Ashley. Watermelon Ashley. <laughs> Write that song. Oh my- Oh, yeah. I was like, what song? I was just like, oh, no, there we go. <laughs> My friend was like, 
what planet are you on? There are so many opinions on yes. the on the how this should go. Be. One of the last I comments I got. It. Okay, I just need to say this because I feel like this is how I felt. <laughs> not only after putting this up on Tumblr, but also just from this episode, just learning new things. Anonymous messaged me and was like, today I found out that tomatoes are in fact a fruit and not vegetables because of all this Bella as fruits stuff. Like, <laughs> I would just like to say I apologize for how much Bella's as fruit might have littered your dashboard on that specific day. But uh, as you can see, no we're not stopping anytime soon. Exactly. I make zero apologies for any of this. It's been a delight. Love it. Oh. Who knew that there were so many opinions on Bella's as fruit? Yes. So but many also, opinions. I quite like the fact that not only are we educational <laughs> we for me, educating the masses. <laughs> clearly, other people didn't know this as well. I am not the only person who didn't know. That some <laughs> vegetables were in fact not vegetables at all, but were fruit. Oh dear. Yes, exactly. So, a whole a whole learning experience. We went through this whole thing with Bellas's fruit. I don't know how we ended up where we ended up in this conversation, but would you like to just elaborate where we ended up oh, with this? Dear. Um, <laughs> I would like to say for starters, I never know how we get anywhere we end up when we have a conversation. Like Honestly, sometimes I'm just like, I don't understand how we got here, but I, uh, okay. Um, we were talking about, and again, I, I do apologize to Red Lance. Um, we were talking about the potato fic, and then it kind of, my brain was like, but what if Chloe was a potato? And there's that whole, um, you say potato, I say potato thing in America, which is not, it's not a thing over here. We all say potato and it's fine. And I, I think... I was just messing about the next day and winding people up because that's what I do. Um, and I was just like, yeah, you say clotato, I say baccato. And then this whole thing about Becca being a tomato turns up. For the for the podcast, um, Kaylee's head, head, head is in her hands. Like, it, it's a whole thing. Um, the baccato thing hasn't died, I would say. This conversation comes and goes, but baccato has, like, endured the quiet periods she's always there um i'm drew potato and baccato because apparently that's what i do now that is my legacy uh, it's um the bellas as weird things that aren't humans it was born seem. out of uh, i hope red lance realizes that this has now expanded into a yeah. weird space on the internet <laughs> onto my blog in which i like to draw random Bacata. things that the bellas are baccato was born oh dear I, was born. can i just say that i am a firm supporter and believer of picato the power that picato holds is, yes. is unmatched and um but it, it's turned into like this running joke completely accidentally it's turned into this running joke and every so often i get like a weird ask or it fits somewhere on something that someone's reblogged and i'll just be like picato and then I get like three, like get like my DMs like start blowing up from like three different people who are just like die, and I'm just like no, never. Do you actually genuinely get people asking about Bacato? I never get people asking about it. I think people are afraid to. Um, but I get a message from uh, one person in particular who is real sick of this every time we bring it up in conversation. <laughs> you shall remain anonymous, but she knows who she is. Um, She's gonna love this episode. <laughs> He's gonna kill us. It's fine. <laughs> These are the important conversations. Look where it ended up. 
you that now have a whole, whole new character podcast. yeah yes. with Bicato. which is will... funny because nobody placed Bicca as a tomato anywhere no. In, Apart from uh, me, you were just like, Becca is a tomato and no, I'm not taking any questions. <laughs> what is it about Becca being a tomato <laughs> that fits? See, tomatoes are one of those, again, they're the, they're the fruit that people, like, you don't expect them to be a fruit. And, like, especially Aubrey, she was like, she's never going to be a Bella. And I'm just like, mm, you're wrong. There's three movies that say you're wrong. <laughs> that's so true i know and she's that one that like not everyone likes and people are a bit like wary of her they're just kind of like mm, but tomatoes though and it turns out that once you let tomatoes into your life everything is better that's so soft yes we've gone soft it's just, fine just bringing it back around to a good soft <laughs> moment yeah all the emotion the insanity back to the soft yes the fact that this whole conversation started out as if the Bellas were fruit and that you have now got your own Bellas character that is Vicato that I feel quite privileged to have seen the birth of and <laughs> see the journey of this Clotito oh and Vicato to one day meet. Yes. Gosh, that would be a dream. Can you imagine? Yes. <laughs> just DMing me after this like hey and I'm just like no this has escalated far beyond what I thought it would I'm gonna have to share the uh the photo I feel like this has just come full circle then I mean the whole journey of the Bellas as fruit the fact that there were so many opinions on this whole specific topic I love it and thank you to everybody who commented and like shared your thoughts just like the fact that you could take something so simple and that everybody has a completely different take yes. on which fruits match the balance better. No, absolutely. It makes us feel less weird as well. Just embrace the weirdness. I do it exactly. every day. Yeah. Exactly. This is what happens when we don't sleep. The best ideas come at two o'clock in the morning. They really do. How I'm yeah. was very wrong. All the best things happen after 2 a.m. Just ending it on Beccato. The age of Picato is here. The age of Picato is here. I cannot wait to see what else you do with Picato. I'm so ready for this. It's also just because it's so fun to say. Can I just like... Thank you. Also yes. just people's reactions when you then tell them about Picato <laughs> and they're just like, what the heck? Yeah, what yeah. happened? I mean, Why? it has to be done. And of course, if you have an opinion that hasn't been shared about the Bellas as fruit, I would love to hear it. You can yes. drop me a message on the Pitch Slapped Tumblr. It's just Pitch Slapped. Or we are on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter as well at Pitch Slapped Pod. And you can let us know if your opinion as the Bellas as fruit or the fruit tellers, as we're going to call them, yes. or even the Carto. Yes. Come on. All the I'm puns yes thank you so much for coming on and talking to me about bellas as fruit anytime if people wanted to check out your stuff where can they do that yeah it's uh, ridiculously over obsessed on ao3 and fanfiction.net and i am at ridiculously dash over dash obsessed on tumblr as well you can you can drop g a message about bicato i'm sure she'd Always love to answer drop all me a message about yes anytime 
Now delving into our fan fiction highlights, we've gone for a, a whole load of Bacloe this week. Starting off with Paint Your Colours Over Mine by Snowy Dot. This is available on AO3 and the summary says, Chloe is used to the colours and she knows they will never leave. It hadn't occurred to her that for Becca, they weren't really there. This is a ballerina Chloe and photographer Becca story. And I tell you what, I was very intrigued with the whole premise of Chloe being a ballerina and Becca being a photographer. And you're not given too much away in the summary. But what I really thought was interesting, although knowing that Chloe was a ballerina and Becca was the more visual one, I thought it was really interesting in the summary that it kind of pointed to the fact that actually visual things, colours were really important to Chloe. And I was like, how is this all going to play out? And Becca being someone who makes images, what does it mean that maybe colours aren't always there for her? So diving into the story, I was really, really intrigued and I was not prepared for how deep this story was going to go. It was amazing. One of the things that I loved was the way in which the writer was just able to describe everything going on whether it was trying to describe the way Chloe sees the world because that was such a big part of the story and I love how that continues on throughout the story as well is just Chloe's vision of how she sees the world because she sees the world quite differently to most people she has this ability to be able to see sounds as colors and so her interaction with the world is extremely different. It affects how she kind of interacts with other people, how she navigates the world, what draws her attention more than other things. Sometimes it can be overwhelming, you know, how other people's emotions might affect her as well. Because a big factor of it is through people's voices, she can gauge how they're feeling. And so you've got all of that. And then also... That ability has played into the things that she does in her life. And so the reason she's become a ballerina is because she can see the music. And I've heard about people having this before. And I know there are, there are some musicians who can see the music and use that. But it's so it's so intriguing to be able to have a story where this really described the way Chloe interacted with everything and how... It was so important to her with becoming a ballerina and like a professional ballerina. So it was so interesting kind of delving into that whole world and it being described to you how Chloe saw everything. And then going alongside that, then it, it kind of is this really cool way of having the interactions be between Becca and Chloe, but then also adding more depth to the story as you're going along, whether it was Chloe striving in her career as a ballerina and wanting to be the best, to do the best that she can. This thing that she's chosen to do and she wants to excel at and try her best. And you get the ups and downs, I suppose, of pursuing that type of career and the stresses and trials of that. And then you also have maybe life trials that Chloe's experiencing. This really does focus around Chloe and how Chloe interacts with the world. 
And then alongside that, you've got Becca, who obviously Chloe meets and, and they get to know each other. And it's really intriguing because... Becca comes across as kind of the average person, you know, that, that Chloe ends up meeting and interacting with. And Becca's aura, the, the way in which the colours are around Becca, really draws Chloe in. And I love that kind of visual that even with somebody who feels quite closed off, like Becca is, that because of Chloe's ability that she has, the way she sees the world, that she can see so much of Becca through that and it's cool as well because it doesn't feel invasive because I think it could come across that way but it just comes across very tender a lot of the time a lot of their interactions and it's sweet to be able to read a story where they're both on careers they're both trying to do something with their lives and then alongside that you've got them kind of meeting and and going through the sort of dating stages of getting together but one of the things that I wasn't prepared for as as you read the story and that's alluded to a number of times is because Chloe sees everything so visually, colours have become such an important part of her life and the way she interacts with the world, like it's literally a big factor of her choices, the way in which she reacts to other people, like it, it plays in so much that there are little instances when she's with Becca or around Becca where she realises that for Becca, the colours are slightly different or there's a different relationship there, which seems to be more different than, say, the average person. So there are little times when, whether it's Becca taking a photo or she's got a drink and, and they have a conversation about that or something else that just alludes to this little puzzle piece that Chloe's putting together through the story. And it's not till further down when they kind of get to know each other a lot more and their relationship is getting stronger that Chloe pieces it all together and then the story just kind of gets deeper from there. It's really intriguing. I love also seeing Becca when she discovers Chloe's abilities because it seems like Chloe's had to be careful who she shares that with. Like it's not something that's understood by everybody so she's had sort of backlash from that before and so when she shares this very important part of her life Becca interacts with that and how she reacts and helps Chloe to feel comfortable that she was right to share that special part of her and I love how Becca constantly like asks her like oh what's the colour now what's it looking like this this whole intrigue with trying to understand and being fascinated with the way Chloe sees the world and, and wanting that to be shared between the two of them that Chloe feels safe enough to be able to share those little moments with Becca that Becca accepts that big part of Chloe's life it's so sweet and then alongside that as well you've got Chloe striving to be the ballerina it focuses on this one show that they're putting together and so you get this whole insight a little bit into the world of Chloe being a ballerina. It talks a little bit about this play that's in there and I don't know it very well personally, but it was really fascinating to get an insight into that whole world. It did make me want to go away and kind of like find out about the play and the performance and know a little bit more about it. So you got to see like a whole other world, a whole other side of things. It was really intriguing and I just, I loved the way they described 
everything that was going on and just the visual that it gave me as I was reading the story. It was really fascinating and definitely one I would recommend. The next story I wanted to highlight is called To Define is to Limit by Astrius on AO3. The summary says, A bookstore meet-cute AU, a.k.a. Chloe is adorable, Becca is into her, and Aubrey is a limiting presence. This is a short one-shot, but I thoroughly enjoyed it. It's so simple. I love the fact that when you kind of delve into this story, it seems like Becca is studying. She has to read this book for her class, but she doesn't want to buy the book. She's like, why? I'm going to read it once and that's going to be it. What is the point? So Becca tries to find a way of reading this book without having to physically buy a copy. So she ends up in this awesome bookstore. Like it, it genuinely sounds like one of those big bookstores where you could get a little bit lost in, like sit down and read for a little bit. And so Becca cheekily takes the book and just like, I'm just going to read it here. Sorted. And through that, she ends up meeting Chloe, who works at this bookstore. Can I just say that the idea of Chloe reading books to kids and being like the storyteller, loved it. I was like, this is amazing. I can so see this happening. Chloe would be amazing at that. I love the fact that they have these really short interactions, but as with like a meet cute, you know, they can lead to so much more. Like the the whole idea of like meeting someone in a bookstore and do you pick up on it? Do you not pick on up on it? What do you do when you realise this is happening and all this stuff? And so I also just love the fact that it can be the smallest interaction but it can lead to great things. Like, they only have, like, maybe three interactions in the entire story. It just kind of shows, you know, that is what led to the things that pan out and what could happen after the fix finished. It's all just interacting around books in a bookstore. That's why I loved it. It was great. Chloe also seems quite astute. She seemed to be paying attention to a lot going on. So although she's doing her job and she's reading the books for the kids or whatever, that she's noticed little things like clearly she's seen Becca's reading in this bookstore. She's not going to be buying the book. So she suggests somewhere else for her to go and sit or like good places in the bookstore to go to. It's fantastic. And Becca just maybe slightly oblivious at first but she slowly picks up on it as the fic goes on also the little introductions of other characters like Aubrey and Stacy that just play little roles in them getting together Stacy is a great one she's kind of like the best friend to Becca and it's just like dude this girl likes you get on it like come on she, Becca just needs that one person to be like mate this is what's happening right now like come on <laughs> and then Aubrey being like a manager in the bookstore and as you would imagine with Aubrey Posen just she wants to keep order and you're gonna work hard when you're here and how that might play into the interaction that Becca and Chloe have. So there's like all these little things playing together that just bring the whole story through and how this little meet cute 
just happens and builds into the ending so it's a very cute story I enjoyed it a lot and it really made me want to just find a really good big bookstore to get lost in the last story is I hear your voice feels like flying by T-M-Y-L-M on AO3 the summary says when the Bella's bus breaks down and they need to raise money for a new one Chloe inexplicitly suggests jumping from a plane. Did Becca mention she's terrified of heights? As the summary suggests, you have this visual of of Chloe coming up with this great idea to raise money for this bus and poor Becca Mitchell just being like, heck no. Like, (laughs) that is literally what my initial thoughts were. I was like... I can see this turning out horribly for Becca. And that's literally kind of how the fic goes. I mean, this centres around all the Bellas. Aubrey's there as the leader. And it, it gives me the feels that this is in like the first year. I love that you get the whole headspace of Becca as you're reading through this story. Because clearly she's smitten with Chloe. It's great reading the Pitch Perfect 1 Becca, potentially, and her headspace when you've got Aubrey there being the captain and Becca wanting to be sassy and, you know, not given to Aubrey all the time. But then also Chloe being a big reason of why she's there. Maybe she hasn't admitted it even to herself, but just the understanding, yeah, she did join the Bellas. And maybe Chloe is a bigger factor in that than she would let on throughout the story it becomes very apparent that becca although she wants to seem like the cool sort of distant one that there was one person that always breaks becca's rules and that is chloe and chloe can seem to get under becca's skin and becca will go to great lengths sometimes to impress chloe beale to do what chloe beale wants to do so with that in mind You're diving into this story. Also, at the same time, poor Becca Mitchell is just the whipping person a lot of the time. Like, she's the character because she can be so standoffish and wants to put up a certain amount of front that I think writers love tearing that down or playing around with just the awkward situations because often I think you can imagine Chloe being fair game for a lot of stuff, whereas you know Becca might not be, so... It's quite a lot of fun. This was a kind of quite chung and cheek in places story. One of the things that really adds to this story as well is Aubrey Posen. Like, you could have done this story without Aubrey Posen, but I feel like it was Aubrey Posen that really tipped the balance of this story. As they're like thinking of ideas of how to raise money and how this is all going to work, it is Aubrey Posen that picks up on the becca's cues like becca's being quiet in the corner maybe she hasn't got a lot to share maybe she doesn't really have any ideas of how they're going to do that she'd rather just go let them decide and she'll go along with it and i think aubrey's already clued into the fact that becca will do a lot for chloe as well like aubrey's paying attention like she knows she she knows her bellas she's clocked them all and she's clocked becca clearly they don't see eye to eye when Chloe gives the suggestion, 
clearly Aubrey is looking at Becca and she I think she can tell that Becca's not liking this idea at all. So Aubrey's the cheeky one who really plays into this and Becca not willing to back down from a challenge will take the ball by the horns. To her detriment or not, she's not going to be shown up by Aubrey Posen. And so you have these great moments of Aubrey really playing into Becca and then you're getting to read Becca's like inner monologue of how mortified she is that this idea is even going ahead and the fact that she could not say no to Chloe Beale no matter how terrified she is of heights. You get this setup at the beginning of the story and then as you're reading through and, and the event is getting closer and closer and you're just like, Becca, why are you just not saying something? Like, the day gets closer and closer and closer and she's just terrified, but yet she just can't say anything. Like, it's just so fun to read and, and I feel sorry for Becca because also, like, how on earth do none of the other Bellas have an issue jumping out of a plane? I don't know. Poor Becca seems like the only one. She was like banking on one of the, at least one other person being afraid of jumping out of a plane, but apparently that is just not the case. So <laughs> poor Becca is kind of left to fend for herself. And so the tension of this event coming closer and closer to the point of the being there and preparing and getting into the plane, like, you're reading it, waiting for the point when Becca's going to break. Like, you're genuinely like, there is no way she's going to jump out of this plane being that terrified of heights. There's going to be a moment when she breaks where she's just going to be like, you know what, I can. Like, I just can't do it. So you're like, you're on the edge of your seat reading the story, just waiting for that moment. And you're, you kind of want her to do it because you don't want her to be this terrified and you don't want her to do something she genuinely wants to do and and you kind of know that Chloe's not going to make her like if she really doesn't want to do it but at the same time you're so intrigued to know would Becca do it like being that afraid of heights would she be able to push herself to that limit and so these like two sides of this is it playing out and it's so enjoyable to read like the moment when they get their sort of safety briefings and getting into the plane, getting all strapped up, like the moments get closer and closer and closer and you're just so ready to find out what happens next. And Aubrey is there the whole way through just being like, she knows, she's just playing with Paul Becker Mitchell. I feel so sorry for her. And then Chloe is just so sweet. Like, she's so earnest with her idea and then also so excited when this is all coming out. And so, although Becca is having a mental breakdown inside, in her head, she's still so head over heels for Chloe that with Chloe's excitement, Becca could just get lost in that for a second and just appreciate, like... She finds it so endearing that Chloe is so excited and she wished she could kind of share with that and, and be as excited as Chloe is. So you get all these lovely, sweet little moments, some hilarious moments along the way as well. And it definitely keeps you on the edge of your seat as you're just waiting to find out how this is going to play out for Becca Mitchell. I loved it. These are our highlights for the week. 
thank you so much for listening to the episode i hope you enjoyed it and if there are any other weird questions that we should ask about the bard and bellas i mean we've done fruit who knows where we could go next you can let me know you could drop us a message we are on social media on tumblr instagram facebook and twitter at pitch slapped pod and of course we have our pitch that to ko-fi now where you can support the podcast i'll see you next time pitches